Yo, 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 what's up, guys? This is Ruben from What's Your Hustle. Um, super excited about uh, bringing back the podcast. It's going to be our first episode. Um, we're fresh, we're new, it's 2024. So we have the honor and the privilege to be speaking with someone super influential, super on the rise. His business is literally taking over America. And like, I'm super excited to even have him here on the podcast. Super grateful. Um, I really, you know, been following him on Instagram and seeing what he does and seeing how motivational he can be to his employees and just to people in general. So without further ado, I really want to introduce Ishmael Valdez, the owner of NextGen. Sup, sup, sup. Yeah, man. Um, it's such an honor to have you on this podcast, bro. Um, Appreciate it, man. Man, you're literally probably <laughs> one of the greatest right now, man, that I've been seeing <laughs> up and coming, especially from like just talk that people have been, you know, I've been around certain people and your name for some reason gets brought up, right? And I don't think it's just coincidence, right? They know exactly like what you're doing, how you're running your business and what your core values are, right? Of course. Which I think are for the most part from what I see is that man, you work hard. Oh, you're yeah. about your people. I'm broke, man. I got to work hard. What do you mean? <laughs> no, nah, man. Um so let's start off with the first question, man. I really want to, you know, just talk about like your youth, man, and how like talk about your roots, maybe even talk about how your parents really impacted your childhood and how that all transitioned into what we started or what you started now. Um, so uh, I was born in Michoacan, Morelia. Um, I'm 35 years, I'm 36 years old. I was brought here to the United States when I was, uh, five, six years old. Uh, me and my brother were, so my mom passed away when we were, I think we were two. I, w I was two. My mom passes away. You know, I have two, three, uh, two brothers, Jose and Eduardo. Um, so we get split up through different homes. My dad comes to the United States. He hustles for, I think... I think he hustled for like four or five years to like make money and 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 be able to pay for a for a coyote to bring us over. Obviously, we didn't have papers back then, um, so we're five six years old. Me and my brother come. Um, my younger brother comes first, and then me and my brother get um, smuggled in. I think we were five, and I think I was five or six, and he was like seven or eight. I guess smuggled in when we were when we were super young, you know. Um, I, I go through I, I go through the, you know the traditional elementary. I went to uh, Thomas Jefferson, and then I went to for high school. I went to Anaheim High School. I think so, that, I think that's where you went to. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I go to Anaheim High School. Um, it's 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 a it's a pretty normal upbringing up to like when I was fifteen, sixteen. You know, I was always grinding. I was always uh, I started selling newspapers when I was twelve. Um, oh, wow. I was grinding. I was grinding from an early, early age just because my brother, my my dad demanded so much of us. Like he never gave us really a break of like, hey, just go to school and and just by going to school you're okay go be yeah. a kid after that like my dad always like said hey you, you got to go to school that's like not even a negotiable but like the second thing after school it's not like you're just gonna come and like play and chill and be with your friends and like do your homework you gotta you gotta you gotta go to school do your homework after your homework's done you still have four or five hours to live like you're not just gonna chill at home be watching cartoons so he made us like he made us either you know clean the house or we would go to his job and we would help him out at his job or like um we would he would tell us like go do something don't just be at home and i think uh like when i was 12 i got the opportunity like some guys were like knocking on on doors while we're, where we used to live yeah. and they were selling newspapers and i'm like oh that's pretty cool like they were young kids too they were like probably 14 15 16 just hustling just hustling and and I asked them, I'm like, how much do you guys get paid for this? And and then they started telling me, oh, I get five bucks for every time I subscribe somebody to to the LA Times and three bucks whenever I subscribe somebody to Orange County Register. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope. Like, what do you guys do? Like, oh, they just pick us up and drop us off on different, you know, wealthy neighborhoods. And we just go around and tell them a story of, 
you know, hey, I, uh, I'm doing this for a, for a trip or I'm doing this for, a, for my baseball team or shit like that. And we would just sell that. So I think my first month that I, I, I think I was 12 or 13, um, I, I went, I asked for the job. They gave it to me and I started fucking hustling newspapers. On. <laughs> that's <laughs> sick, man. That's a sick upbringing, man. And for everyone that's watching, man, like one of the biggest, I think, core values that Ishmael really shows and like he really portrays that really well is that, you know, there's always an opportunity to hustle. There's oh, always yeah. an opportunity to make some money. Yep. And it really depends on you, right? It really 100%. depends on you if you really want to step out there, feel uncomfortable and continue to want to like pursue something, right? And I think this kind of leads into like the next question, right? Like, did you already have like during high school, like, man, did you already have like, since I know your dad instilled a lot of like values, right? Like yep. to work. Um, did you already know that after high school that like you were going to start like working? And no, man. No, 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 no. My, my dad told us flat out like, hey, like if I just need you guys to go to high school, like like if you guys want to go to college, you guys have to figure that out on your own. I'm not going to obviously we're we're fucking broke. We're living in an apartment with another family and it was oh, a wow. two bedroom apartment. So it like me, my brother, my sister, my two brothers, my sister, my stepmom and my dad were living in one bedroom. And then the other family was four people. They were living in another bedroom in oh, one wow. in an apartment. So like my dad t basically told us like, look, I'm not going to help you guys out with college or anything. So finish high school. You guys got to do that because obviously they didn't want to get in trouble. So finish high school and 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 then you guys got to get to work like he demanded us to pay $200 of rent by the time I was 12 and then he upped it to like 300 when I was like 15 and then and then I wanted a car too so he's like okay cool you need to save up 5000 bucks and yeah, yeah. give me the down payment for it and I'll go get it so like he always demanded things of us of like if you want something you got to work for it and if you want to he gave us goals like whether they were little stupid goals like hey I need you to pay rent like he didn't do it because he needed it he needed he did it because he wanted to give us a purpose of like hey like you're not just going to go to school come back and be a be a kid like you know life's too short to be to be, you know, just playing around. So he he made us work right away. And, and I think the two, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars that he charges for rent, I think it was more of a like just to be able to have something to look for and and, and have a goal to, to be good. able to earn it. So we've been paying rent. <laughs> Dude, me and my brother Eduardo been paying rent since we were like 12 years old. So it's oh, crazy. Wow. Man, that's crazy, man. That's good, man. And I think it's important, man. Like, I think our parents really have an impact on our lives, yeah, man. Yeah. And, and yeah, like, yeah. I really love that story because I know you have a picture on Instagram where yeah. that's like a high school picture. And yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. my dad, this is the day that my dad oh, dude. kicked me out. Yeah, I was like right? 16. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Um, or? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so look, he, he, dem like, when, when I say he demanded, like, uh, rent. When we're told, like, it wasn't like a negotiable to us. Wow. Like, it wasn't like he, like, oh, like, try to have $200 by the end of the month. Like, the 31st of the month, I mean, the first of every month, he came in and you had to give him yeah. your rent. And, wow. you know, I think I was like 15 or 16 years old. I was in, living in Corona. He had just bought a house. And um, and he told me, hey, the rent's going to be 400 bucks for your room, right? And I, I think I was like 16. Yeah, I think I was 16. And, and it was $400 that I needed to pay. And I told him, Hey, I got 200 bucks today and you know, give me a week and I'll give you the other 200 bucks. Um, I want to go to prom with this girl. And <laughs> wow. you know, I didn't have, I didn't have uh, uh, the, the $200 that I did have. I wanted to use it to, you know, buy some clothes and yeah, yeah, you know, go out, go out to dinner with her or something. Right. And my dad straight up like turned around and said, um, let me turn around and tell the landlord and the bank that you don't have your 200. Okay. Uh, he's like, if you don't have your 200 by today, get your shit and leave. And, then, and he was being serious though. Yeah. Like I know my dad when he's not playing around yeah. and he just told me flat out like, Hey, if you don't have the 200 bucks or if you want to go to prom, that's fine, but grab your shit and leave. And I don't want you to leave like tomorrow or next week, yeah. like grab your shit right now or give me my money. Oh wow! So, 
um, I, I told him, dude, I want to go to prom. So I ended up going to prom. But I, that same night, I grabbed all my shit. I think I slept in my car for like almost three weeks, four weeks. Oh, wow. I was, uh, the, the cool story <laughs> is that there's a Jack in the Box there, uh, right there on Bond State College. I don't know if it's still there, but there was a Jack in the Box in there. And that was like one of the only restrooms that you could go in there. And there was only one person that could yeah. in there and you could lock it. So for like two, three weeks, I didn't have nowhere to live. So I would go in there to that Jack in the Box and I would fucking grab a towel, some shampoo, and I would shower yeah. in there. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> every, crazy, bro. Every day for like three weeks. So, yeah, dude, look, my, my, my dad had the biggest impact on, on, my, on, my, on, my, on my youth. The second, the second person that had the, the biggest impact was my brother Eduardo, the, my older brother, yeah. which we've been together for, you know. We've been like we've been through everything, me and him, for you know my whole life, from like getting smuggled together to coming in to the United States, not knowing how to speak English. Like well, I remember going to fucking high school, I mean to to elementary, and everybody was speaking English, and we didn't know how to speak English. Oh, wow. I felt so stupid. I'm like, like what are they? Are they making fun of us? Because everybody was like having a good time. Yeah. I felt like everybody was making fun of us. <laughs> That's crazy, brother. Yeah, man, and it's sick, man. Yeah, because I think even for myself, like I feel like my mom, since my dad was, you know. My dad was was always in and out, you know, so my yeah. mom really had, like, a big impact on, like, just, like, the values that of I kind of portray now with my business and how do I speak to people, how I try to really respect um, other people's businesses and what they do because, like, even today, this conversation, like, I don't really know a lot about you, yeah. but I can definitely see that there's a lot of things that, like, you portray that are so sick that most people don't, they have it in them, but it's, it, they need to get it out, you yeah. know? Like, you have that stuff inside of you, but... Are you willing to like yep. throw it out they're, there, right? Either they're scared of getting judged for 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 throwing it out there, dude. Like you're like you said, your mom like taught you respect. Dude, my dad was big on respect. My dad was like, you got to like. We never like talk back to him. We never like looked at him straight in the eye and like try like. My dad, if I if if he ever talked to us, we like had our head down. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he would fuck us up. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like he would just be like, like how, like my, how I have four daughters now. It's not like I spank them here and there yeah. whenever they do something. But like, dude, my dad will fuck us up. Like he oh, would grab man. the bell and he would like make sure that you know, like he got his point across. So yeah. we were scared of him. And that's I think that's the one thing that changed in the generation this year. This this generation is like we're too soft on our kids, dude. Back in the day, we would get fucked up oh, if we did something wrong. Right? Yeah, I remember those days, man. <laughs> I remember those days. So now that we kind of just kind of went over like your youth and stuff like that, let's let, let's dive into like your business, right? <laughs> let's really dive into like what Next Gen is, and let's talk about what services you provide. That way, if people don't really know who yep. you are or what you do, let's kind of dive into that. How'd you get into it, and what is Next Gen? So Next Gen is a it was it's the biggest air conditioning and plumbing company in in in, in Cali. Um, I was trending to be the biggest contractor in the United States in the next three years. Uh, our growth rate was like. You know, I think we got from zero, like having no employees to $120 million in seven years, oh, wow. which um, the next competitor to me was um, service champions right here around the corner for me. I think they were doing 110 or $120 million in revenue. And they would, I think it took them like 28 years to do it. So we did it in seven years. We were trending to be one of the biggest wow. contractors in, in the United States, which, you know, there was 2.3 million contractors out there. And we were trending to be one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest one in the next three years. So that's before I sold to private equity, but, yeah. but air conditioning, plumbing, you know, I got into it when I was 16 years, 17 years old. After I got kicked out of, uh, after I got kicked out of my, my house, I needed to, you know, make a living. So of course. Uh, for sure, I would, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if it's uh, a traditional upbringing, but when you get kicked out, you got to eat. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to pay bills. You got to pay gas. You got to like do bigger shit out. So I, I know I was slanging yay for a while, you know, for a couple of years. I was slanging rims. Like people, I was slanging cars. Like I was just trying to make a buck. So yeah. my brother owns, uh, he owns a rim shop. But back in the day, he used to work for a rim shop. And he would call me and he would be like, hey, you know, there's, you know. 30 rim, thirty sets of rim, TIS rims, 24th, 26th, back in, back in the day when they were big. Yeah. And I would just slang them or, you know, unfortunately, I, I had to do yay too uh, just to be able to, you know, eat. Of course. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's uh, Next Gen is an air conditioning company. We've been, we've been at it for seven years. This is our eighth year now, our ninth year, sorry. I sold to private equity two years ago. Um, you know, I have seven other businesses that I'm running. I got a, two roofing companies in Arizona. I got a hibachi uh, place that I just bought. I think we got eight stores now. Oh, wow. I should be trending to, uh, my goal is to have 20 stores by the end of this year. I got a software called DataCube that I came up with three years ago. A ton of employees there too. I just came up with my own thermostat too, um, called Nuve. Oh, yeah, um, I've seen it. That's probably going to be my biggest, my biggest venture um, yet. So my own thermostat, came, uh, I've been working on it for almost two years uh, I got developers in Armenia working on it too. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, Bro, <laughs> I got okay. a lot of shit going on. No, I know, man, and it's 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 sick to just see it because I know, um, obviously, like I know your buddies with um, with Ulises, you know, yep. at Ram Screen Printing. He's cool, man. Man, he he always talks like so much about <laughs> you, bro. Like he, I, I've been working with them since I was fifteen, bro. That's actually how I started my business. That's dope. Um, so I'm kind of like a like a broker in a sense, you know. So cool. I get people through social media. They hit me up like, "Hey, can you print my stuff?" And then I just use give, I that's give dumb. the work to I hey, give man. the work to him, and that's kind of how, you know, I kind of started my business. But I wouldn't have learned all those things if it wasn't for them. Kind of just yep. again mentoring me and that just was dope, man. I think I think I've been using them for four, five, six years. I think yeah. I think I had like maybe fucking 20, 30 employees at the time when I started with them, and now you know I think close to five hundred on one company. I don't even know how many in, the, in overall. <laughs> That's amazing. So I know, um, I know I've heard you say also, man, that you, you started off with like these mentors and, and I thought it was really funny when I was watching this podcast, you were like, I would bug them and bug them and bug them and just, yeah, just hit them up and ask them questions. So how big was that to like, once you found a mentor, like how did that help you overall, like with your business and what you were doing? So, so look at the early stages of Nexion, like, you know, I'm a competitor to all these people and they took my competition as wrong. So like I, those people that at my early stages that, that I would bug them and I would call them every day, text them every day, try to, I, I wouldn't consider them mentors because all I needed was a piece of information from them later on in, 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 in my career, you know, uh, once Nexion's built out, that's when I started getting like a little bit of help and 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 and, and getting educated on, on things. But the early stages of like trying to figure out the business side of it was me bugging all these guys that you know I was a te uh, my first years at Nexion we did nine point eight million. The second year we did eighteen. Third year we did like thirty two million in revenue. Um, wow. so, so like that growth comes with a shit ton of headaches and a shit ton yeah. of questions. And I would see, you know, other contractors, air conditioning, plumbing, electrical contractors that were bigger than me. And I would call them, email them, text them. I would find them on Facebook. I would try to, because I had a question though, like it, it, some of those became friendships later on, but most of it, it was, Hey man, like on your PLs, like what's your percentage of labor? What's your percentage of cost of good sales? What, yeah. Like I started learning that through them and I wasn't trying to like, you know, I wasn't trying to like,
like get anything else from them. All I was trying to do is get an answer from them because they, they, you know, they've been in business 20, 25 years, 30 years. They're older than me. They run successful businesses. So the, the early stages was me bugging them just to get an answer. Later on, I think when like my fourth, fifth year, that's when I started my first mentor. Um, I bumped into my first mentor. His name's Tom Howard. Um, he's the one that taught me the financial and the business side of yeah. the hustle because next gen up to year three, year four, it was a hundred percent of hustle. We were just selling air conditioning. He's trying to make money, pay bills. Right. Yeah. Until I started like, you know, hitting road bumps and, and, and hitting a ceiling where I'm, I was only capable of getting it to that point. That's when I started looking for more help. And that's when, you know, Tom Howard and Ara and a bunch of people came in. But dude, if I didn't have those people at that stage of my life, then the next year wouldn't have gotten to where it was at because they had, they had different answers that they had different answers to the questions I had. The early stages was like, Hey, you know, how do I control this labor? How do I do, how do I pay my technicians or how do I do that? The second stage was turning the hustle into an actual business. Once I turned the hustle into an actual business and I saw clarity into, okay, cool. This isn't just, this isn't just going out there and selling a box of air conditioning. There's, there's a process that happens between the, when the phone call comes in to the, when we, when we pick up a check from the client and that process is called an operation. Right. Wow. And that's when I figured it out. That's when I started educating myself on, okay, cool. I need to lean out the process so I can make profit. And that's when, you know, Tom and, and Ara and Vahe and all those guys came in and actually took the time to, to mentor me and, and say, hey, you need to do the X, Y, and Z in order for the business to produce profit. That's sick, man. That's sick. Is that how you started Service Avengers? Yeah. So, well, so a Service Avengers, a social media group that I started, I think there's like 6,000 contractors in there. That was strictly because I knew that there was millions of contractors out there in the same stage that I was in. They don't know what a, a P&L is. They don't know what a balance sheet is. They don't know what gross profit is, what net profit is, what cost of goods. Like, they don't know any of that. And they're just trying to, like, make a living on it. And I'm like, look, if I could go on social media and help, you know, 100, 1,000, 10,000 people for free like i don't charge these people anything like dude i remember feeling stuck so i don't like i go back to that time i'm like dude if i could fucking start a social media page for free and one person gets an answer from that social media page then the the job's done right so now That's there's good. fucking now there's thousands of people in there <laughs> and there's actually people doing videos and it's actually became a dope ass page where people are actually like you know wanting to pay for getting and i keep telling them look i'm not going to charge you just get in there and learn you know what yeah, i'm saying that's good man that's so good man and for anybody that's watching i really think it's important too that like having that proper mentorship around you is yeah, going to yeah. really help you out in the long run um and i know most people are going to be like well ruben or ishmael like dude like you're up and coming ishmael you already had money ruben you just started your business two years ago like how did you even find a mentor well, I didn't really have to pay. I literally just learned from yeah. the guys that were around me. Like, yep. I learned the business. I learned exactly what they were doing. And I try to find the flaws in other screen print companies that, right, they weren't providing good customer there service. Go. There you go. They weren't providing um, good communication with their customers back yep. and forth. Um, there was always delays on, pro on production because there was no system built there. there so I was go. like, hey, let me try to build a system there on my go. own and just broker these people and actually have the, the control of the actual system so that the screen print shop knows exactly what's going on. So does my customer yep. and I have full control of everything. So, so how do you look to, to answer your question? How do you look for like a mentorship? You start looking. The problem is that nobody's looking though. Everybody's trying to figure it out themselves. Everybody's trying to go through the grind of every day, try to, all those obstacles that come yeah. within it. Like, when when I opened the first three years of Nexion, I thought that I knew everything, you know, like <laughs> nobody could tell me anything until I hit a roadblock. That's when I started looking for it. But if I was smarter and I was more, you know, mature, 
you know, and I was more in, t- in tune with with my weaknesses, I would have done that year one. Like, year one should have been like, okay, cool, who's doing what and how are they? Who Like, obviously, there's screen companies that are doing really, really good, and there's other ones that are doing really, really bad. Well, let's start learning from the really good ones. They might have one thing that you're going to learn. That's what I did with NextGen. Exactly. Like, I would go to one shop and be like, okay, cool, what do they do really good? Okay, this company does, you know, service maintenance really, really good. Cool, what do they do? So I would learn from that. Then I would go to another company, and they'd be like, okay, th- this company company does um turnovers from tech to sales really really good cool let me learn that so i started i started it started opening up my eyes of like start looking for for the answers but and stop trying to think that you can figure it all yourself because dude figuring out yourself cost me three years four years if i would have asked for help in year one maybe i would have gotten to 100 million two to three years instead of seven years right so that's how i look at things and uh, i look at things and what's going to save me time because obviously money is not to me that has no value no more what what saves me time to get to my goals right Like I'm trying to get to a billion dollars net worth. Like what, what is it going to, what do I have to do to get there? That's going to do it in the fastest way possible without me, you know, taking up too much of my time. Because if it's going to take way too much, if I'm going to become a billionaire by like 60 or 80, then it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. When I could go and look for mentorships, I could go and get trained. I could go and start doing things differently. And maybe I get there in three years or five years or 10, then it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's super good. And man, you, you really kick off on like a lot of like really, really good points that like, you know, it's just about taking the first step, you know? Of course. If you take the first step, you're going to find, right? You're, there's there's social media groups. Like of you course. said, there's social, me- social media is big right now, man. Of course. And, like, there's groups. There's people on that, that you can follow. Instead of following, like, all these Instagram the girls, right? Kim Kardashian oh. and all that dumb shit. Yeah. That's what they should be following. It's like the people that actually have done it. And and look, there's a there's an ups, there's a flip side to this. Some of those fucking gurus on IG and and, 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 and Facebook, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but wow. they're charging people. Yeah. So, so, yeah, look for somebody that you look for. Number one, look for somebody that you're going to respect. Number two, look for somebody that actually has done what you want to do. Because so half of these people, 90% of these people on IG and, 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 and Facebook, they're fucking fake, bro. Yeah. They're, they don't have. 100%, 100%, money 100%, they don't have man. money like you know when you step into a presence of somebody you know oh this was fucking dope this was got it like i could tell you like i've talked to people on social media that that you know they're like oh yeah look at my ferrari and my lambo and, and i talked to him five minutes i'm like this was broke wow. this was broke wow. what do you mean like it's all leased they don't even have a house they're like like you can tell wealth just by stepping into their energy man that's big man yeah, and, like, I think that's one of the biggest things, too, with the content that I really want to put out is a lot of people front with, like, what they have and, a like, lot. what they're doing. And, like, people are paying money for these services and they're not really getting the return on it, right? So, I think that's good, man. 100%. That's so crazy that you talk about that, man, because I, I can so definitely... a bunch of fake shit out there, man. I can definitely relate to that and I can definitely just, like, I know I preach about it a lot to my to my to to the people that follow me. I'm like, look, like, I want to be as real as possible. I don't want to sugarcoat anything. Of course. If I'm going to delay a project... Like, I'm going to tell you up front that, hey, the project's going to take another week, bro, and I'm sorry, but this is what it is, and Done. this is what's happening. Uh, dude, I'll take honesty over everything. And that's huge, man. And now I really want to jump into this, like, it's a little more personal question. Cool. Um, but I know that I heard you say in a podcast one time that, you know, as you know, as your success is rising, you're doing well. Um, I know you talked about, like, alcohol and, like, drinking and, like, enjoying life, right? And, again, like, like we're not trying to condone any of that stuff. If you do it, do it responsibly, there right? You go. But at the end of the day, I, I know what you, you said that you were given an option. Yep. It was either alcohol or I think it was – you said it was your family, right? It was, it, it was that. It was exactly oh, wow. that. Look, I'm, I'm running a $32 million business. I'm 28 years old. You know, I'm hustling. 
I'm trying to make the best out of it. Like, like the, the, the situation I was put in, um, I was drinking, I was going out, I was acting stupid, making a ton of money. Like I hit a ceiling when I was 28, 29 years old. I think I was about to, sorry, I was about to turn, turn 30 when I was partying too much, drinking too much, doing that shit that I knew that I had hit a ceiling already because I knew the growth had stopped at my businesses. Wow. So I know that at the time when I was drinking too much, I was given an ultimatum by God that, Hey, you want to keep doing that? You're going to stay stuck there. Wow. But if you, but, it, but if you want the, if you want to continue the journey that I'm going to put you through, you got to give up something wow. and it's got to be something bad. And I knew that the drinking was, was, was keeping me from it. So I gave up drinking almost five and a half, six years ago. Um, and that's when everything became clear to me. And you can see the trend. I went from 30 to 60 to 100, right? Wow. So I didn't go from 10 to 18 to 30 million in revenue in one year. It went from 30, 60 to 100. Wow. It sped up the process because I gave up what he wanted me to give up. And th th that was probably one of the most impactful decisions that I had to make in my life. And, and dude, to your listeners, there's, there's plenty of fucking signs that God's giving you uh -huh. right now that you need to stop doing your bullshit. Wow. If you want, if you want to continue success, if you don't want to be successful, if you don't want to, the, the, if you don't want to, the, the, the lifestyle and everything that comes with it, you got to give up that. Like, you got to give up something. He's not going to, he's That's not so going to let you, look, I could have continued drinking, doing, smoking weed, doing all the shit that I was doing, going out, partying. At a hundred million dollars, a two hundred million dollars company, with the amount of money that I have access to now, with those bad habits, that that could have been de detrimental to me. Yeah. So that's why I, I know that he did. I know he the situation that he put me in was based on, hey, I'm gonna take you here, but in order for me to take you to this place that you want to go to, you gotta stop doing this because otherwise you're gonna go off the fucking rails. Wow. And I knew that 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 was the message. So some of you guys out there that are listening, you just need to stop. You need to start listening to him, and and maybe maybe it's not drinking or, or drugs maybe it's going out too much or maybe you know it's it's something as simple as being out till 2 3 a.m on your fucking instagram or on tiktok and not being able to wake up early and concentrate on your day and getting all your your goals in, in, intact maybe it's those little things that you need to do or maybe it's you know the way you're eating or the way you're not working out it's those things that god's telling you like hey in order for me to take you to, through the journey that you want to go through you got to make sure you give up those bad habits because you can't have those bad habits at this place wow that's big man that's so huge man i really respect that man because i think it's important too like i know um i think it was like four years ago too i had a moment where like i was in my car and i was like dude i'm drinking too much you know i need to stop like i wouldn't have started the business that i have right now if i didn't take that 100%. moment and you wouldn't have clarity in it and you wouldn't have seen the opportunity on it because you're too you're too busy drinking on it and that's what happened when you're drinking doing drugs partying too much staying out late like you don't have mental clarity of all the opportunities that are in front of you let's say look i heard this on uh, i think on uh, one of my buddies said it. it's like that red car theory like when you go out there when, when you're driving how many red cars how many red cars did you see today probably none right but right now when you walk out get on the freeway and look for red cars, you're going to see fucking a ton of them. You yeah. know why? Because you're looking for them. Same thing with an opportunity. Wow. If you start looking for an opportunity, you're going to find it. But if you're too oblivious to just driving from point A to point B, you're never going to see those opportunities. Man, that's huge, brother. That's so big, man. I I'm getting pumped up just hearing you talk, bro. <laughs> Honestly, man. Um, I do want to ask, too, um, what was one of your biggest challenges that you faced maybe a recently or just in the come up of like when you started this? Like what was one of the biggest challenges? And also what was one of the biggest like high moments where you're like, bro, I can't even believe that I was blessed to do this. Right. Um, dude, when I sold the company, man, I sold the company two years, almost uh, almost two years ago. Um, I sold Nexion for 
a lot of money. Um, and I couldn't believe at the time, like, you know, obviously I was prepared. I, w- I was never prepared for the sale. I was never prepared to sell it because no, nobody in my, nobody in fucking the right mind would, <laughs> would, ca- would have came up to me and been like, Hey, in year seven, somebody's going to come and offer you hundreds of millions of dollars for your company. And you know, you, you got to get it ready. I was just trying to make the best out of the, the company, offer my employees more pay, offer them better, uh, 401ks, better health insurance. I was trying to make the company better. Yeah. And when the opportunity rose that I started seeing hearing people hey you know service champion sold bell brother sold all these big companies started selling that's when i started thinking oh shit they're selling for a shit ton of money and that's when i started preparing myself so two 18 months ago was the biggest opportunity that i that to this day i still can't believe that somebody would come in and pay this much for this company Uh, but number two like being able to go through the process and of, of actually selling a company that big was, was probably the biggest, most impactful thing I've ever gone through because in my business life now I get I got to see what a process looks like from building a company from zero to selling it for, you know, retirement money kind of wow. thing. So that was probably one of the dopest moments for sure. Man, that's so sick, bro. I'm happy for you, bro. <laughs> Thank you. And God continue to bless you, bro, honestly, because... Just like, and, and I've been saying this from the beginning, but like I see your post and I see how you're always encouraging your your employees to be better. You know, you have like, I see that you have even like on the on the TV screens, you have like the guys that are putting in work. Hell and I know yeah. that I see that you reward them and you, you know, you're just like, it's so good to see that. Like, hey, yeah, I can be taking in a lot of this money and kind of treating my employees bad, but they're the, no, they're man. like the muscle of, of this business and they're the ones that are out there representing me, what I started from the very beginning. They're the ones that are really meeting people and really doing the work that needs to be done to. That's what, the, 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 I'm going to give you one word of advice for every business owner out there. It doesn't matter if you're a contractor, a printing company, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a restaurant business or a dealership or whatever business you're in, the, the key to profit the key to making uh, uh, an operation the, the most efficient operation possible. The key to everything is to make sure that you're paying your people good enough money where they have an actual good uh, good life. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be negotiating labor, negotiating people's pay, they're gonna be so worried about paying bills. They're gonna be so worried about you know having money to save up for a house. They're gonna be so worried about that that you never get a full time employee because they're too worried about their outside life. My people here at Next Gen make enough money where they you know they they can afford a house, they can afford a nice car, they can afford vacations, they have a four one k, they're saving up money. They have that, so I get a hundred percent focus of every employee here so the key to a good operation in a profitable business is to make sure you pay people right that's so good man that's so good if you guys are hearing that man and you guys own a business again these are the these are the type of podcasts that we want to really do just because you know there's people out here that are already doing what we hope to achieve you know even for myself like i'm two years into my business um last year i think uh this past year i grossed i think 200k um that's dope good job you know which is you know like a big milestone for me you know i I literally doubled from my first year to my second year and you know just believing that like the system that i'm creating and even the the questions that are being asked like and all the answers that he's giving them even myself i'm taking that into consideration so that i can grow i can scale hopefully have employees in the future and you know just be the business that i want to be that god helped me to create there you go so that i can you know, one day be successful, just like you know other people. Hell yeah. Um. So one of the a uh, couple couple more questions before we're done. Um. I know that you're one of the owners of a lot of like a lot of companies. Like mentally, like what do you do to keep yourself like at ease and like 
to not stress out like is there any practical things that you can like give like any word of advice yeah so the one the one thing that i've been doing forever is i wake up every morning and i pray for a little bit 15 minutes of prayer for sure every morning just to ease my mind but the next thing i do and i started i i did this from the from 18 to like 24 i used to work out once or twice a day sometimes wow. you know i started taking care of myself then i started having kids and growing businesses so i kind of lost myself in that process but then i started picking myself up once i did the self connection or whatever um so now what I'm what I'm doing is making sure that I take two hours of my day to work out on my, on me, whether that's physically at the gym, putting in the work every single fucking day, or sometimes I just want to be at my house, uh, at my beach house or one of my house. I just want to be chilling by myself with not, you know, not even with my phone on it. I could just be in a couch laying down thinking or I could be chilling or I could be watching a movie without getting distracted or with nobody. So I take two hours of my day to either be at the gym or by myself or learning something about me that I don't know. That's the one thing that probably boosted me from being where I was at back in the, uh, the, the hustler that I used to be to now the business that, the man that I'm trying to that I'm trying to turn into. So spending time a good quality time not being on your fucking phone on tiktok on ig and all all that shit like actually spending time and it doesn't have to be two hours it could be 30 minutes it could be 15 yeah. minutes of just sitting down or just laying down and thinking like hey what like dude i keep telling people there's like you only have one shot at this fucking life yep. like the the worst thing that could happen is you go back to what you were doing right so this is it goes back to like why i'm so aggressive with my businesses and growing them and selling them and all that look at the end of the day the way I view things is I could walk into any contractor, any restaurant, any, any business, and I could tell them who I am and they're going to pay me a million, two million, five million dollars, whatever I ask, they're going to pay me. Right. Yeah. That's the worst thing that could happen to me. So I live my life on that. I work, I live my life on what's the worst that could happen with me. I, I still have my four beautiful girls. I still have my, my, my brothers, my family and everybody. I still have my businesses. So if the worst thing that could happen, I have that life, then the rest is just a risk. Right. So take those risks. That's good, man. That's good. So final question, man, just to finish off the pod, man. And again, we appreciate you course, for all your, your, your answers. Congrats your on, this, on, on launching this, man. Don't Look, I'm going to give you a word of advice. Make sure you do it every fucking time. Don't just do episode one and then wait six months and do episode two. Like, put yourself on a timeline of like, hey, cool, I want to get to 100,000 viewers or to a million viewers, whatever it is. And what is that work going to look like? Is it one po podcast a day, one podcast a week, one podcast a month? And stick to that because once you, st once you start cheating on yourself of like oh today i'm not gonna do it that's when your goals go to shit like i know every wow. day i gotta wake up i gotta make sure that you know all my companies are running i gotta work on myself i gotta go back and make sure i, I spend time with my girl so like my set is my day is set on goals make sure you do that for yourself so that's don't good. just do episode one and get people hyped up make sure you discipline yourself of like okay every freaking you know wednesday or friday every friday at 10 a.m i'm gonna do a podcast no matter what no matter what's going on in my life you know you you broke up with your girl you 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 lost your job you, you lost a good client whatever it is don't let that noise distract you from like okay cool every friday at 10 a.m i'm gonna do a podcast no matter what that's good man you do that i promise you in a year from now you're gonna have a shit ton of viewers i appreciate you man that's good man um I'm definitely going to take that, man. Yeah, because I really want to set a goal for this podcast. You know, I actually I actually started this podcast back uh, in 2021, um, and I really didn't like the direction that I was going with the podcast. I felt like um, it wasn't what I wanted it to be, so that's why I deleted those episodes and restarted fresh because yeah. I just knew that there was more, that I, like more value that I wanted to provide to people, and I just didn't want to be just a 
another podcast that gets lost, right? Like, there I really want to share people's stories. Um, and not, not only just talk business, but also just, like, talk about the actual person behind yeah. the business, you know? Because everybody everybody knows Next Gen, but, like, most people probably don't know Ishmael. You know what it trips me <laughs> out? That I, I didn't have an Instagram forever. I was on Facebook just trying to help people. And now that I'm on Instagram and I started posting that I'm the, that I was the, the face behind Next Gen, I, I'll see, like, all these fucking comments, like, oh, I didn't even, <laughs> I thought the owner was white, and I didn't even know who you were, and, like, all this shit. And I'm like, you know what? That's... That's a trip, man, honestly. Yeah, that's so good, man. So final question. Yep. Any advice that you want to give to the viewers uh, before the podcast ends? <sighs> Any advice for business owners, guys, got to take more decisions, man. The, 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 the reason why most businesses are stuck where they're stuck is because they, the lack of decision making. They're too scared of making the right, right or wrong decision. Wow. They're always worried about making the right decisions. Look at the right decision comes far and few in between. There's way too many, there's way too many gaps in between the good decisions that they forget. They, they're too afraid that they're going to make the wrong decisions. Wow. So what I'm telling you is make the fucking decision. Know whether it's good or bad you're never going to know the outcome until you make it so make the decision find out the outcome and then pivot from there wow. and the pivoting is the fucking the the mastery behind an operator or the mastery behind a business owner or the or the mastery the gift that that, that god gave us as 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 operators as 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 business owners as, as entrepreneurs is is being able to make the decisions pivot if you made a wrong decision pivot and go to the the other one right and if you made a good decision keep making them keep That's making good. them so for businesses dude you guys gotta make more decisions stop being so scared of everything man on a personal level Dude, you guys got a mother, like uh, the one thing that everybody gets lost in in in, in life and in, in transition is, you know, they go through high school, after high school, they want to go to college or they want to start a hustle or the business or, but they forget that the most important thing is themselves and they stop wow. working, they stop working on themselves right, so like right out of the gate. Like if I could go back, the one thing I could change about my life, if I could go back to, you know, when I was 16, living in my fucking Honda Accord, um, behind the fucking warehouse that I used to work at. If I could go back to that, I would start working on me there because I was a broken child there. I was fucking, I was blaming everything on my dad. I was blaming everything on life. I was um, like, I couldn't figure out why God was doing that to me. And I, and I started being a victim instead of like, Hey man, I'm a, you know, I, I'm not the perfect child. I didn't have the $400 that we agreed on, which is, you know, it, 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 it was, a, it was, a, it was a deal between me and my dad. So I should have came up with the, with the agreement. I, I should have taken more responsibility from day one. Once I started taking responsibility from day one, then I started working on myself and now I'm, I'm where I'm at. But I had to go That's through good. 20 years of hardship to get here when I could have taken, been way more accountable since, you know, since I was 16 and stopped blaming people and, and start taking accountability. And maybe I would have done it in 10 years. Wow. That's so big, man. All right, guys. Well, we just want to say thank you again to Ishmael. Um, I'll definitely be tagging him on Instagram and his company so you guys can follow him. Um, we just want to say thank you, man. Oh, man. And thank I you honestly, and like, like God bless you, bro, with your business. And may God continue to just continue to grow your business, give Appreciate you wisdom, it. give you um, just the systems to, like, build your business, man. Because honestly, it. I'm a... I'm a firm like supporter and I, like, appreciate I, I definitely believe in you, man. <laughs> I've seen what you've done and I appreciate it. You know, it's not even just like the cars and like the lifestyle and stuff like that, man. It's just like you honestly have like such a great character that really rubs off on people. And I can I tell like that. I'm leaving this podcast for sure, bro. And like I'm leaving encouraged that like I can hopefully one day continue to of like course. live a lifestyle of like working hard and, you know, providing for my family, my mom and my, my little brothers and my little sister and Man, I just want to say thank you, bro, for Congrats everything. On. Congrats on the podcast. Just keep killing it. 
All right, thank you guys. Well, well this is the uh, the end of the What's Your Hustle podcast. We really appreciate you guys. Don't forget to comment, subscribe, um, and we'll be seeing you guys soon. Thank you. Later on. Good job, bro.